0: Hey, Nerd Talk Nation. This is your host, Jordan Halstead, and co host, Micah Current. Today, we are going to be talking about Sony and some of the things that they are predicting for the next Spider Man film. Micah, thank you for joining me.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: As always, I, I love doing this with you, and I'm very, very thankful for the time that we have. Uh, so, we, we've been talking a lot offline about the idea of what is canon and what's not you know sony owns the rights to all the spider-man properties and how do we handle merging them because they're talking about merging spider-man like the whole sony verse with craven the hunter venom uh carnage madam webb they're they're talking about all of those projects being morphed into the mcu what are your thoughts on that what are you looking forward to what are you not looking forward to like just just In a nutshell, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, you know, I would say clarity among, you know, among a lot of topics that we talk about. Like Marvel just seems to like give us all of these things, whether it's like rumors or news or clickbait on the internet, um, whatever you want to call it. And it's like, is this really going to happen? Is this not going to happen? And, um, you know, they've – like you said, Sony has owned the rights to Spider-Man forever and they've not outright sold it to, uh, to Marvel or Disney, uh, Disney rather because Disney ends Marvel and Fox. Um, but like, I remember being such a big deal when I went and saw Spider-Man homecoming in the theaters back in like whatever year that was, 2018,
0: 2017,
1: 2017. Um, and at the beginning of the movie, you see the flicker of the Sony logo, And Sony had to be first because Sony owns it. And then they did the Marvel scroll thing. And um, I just remember that being a big deal because it's like, I wonder how they're going to handle this going into the movie because, you know, Sony still owns Spider-Man technically, but they they've kind of played nice with each other. And there's been this mutual partnership, but there's been a lot of drama over the years. Like, are they going to let, are they going to let, you know, Disney or Marvel continue to use the Spider-Man name? Are they going to let Tom Holland be, Spider-Man and Tom Holland has signed different contracts, whether it's I can do three for Sony and three for Marvel, or no, I'm going to do all for Marvel and none for Spider- or I'm sorry, Sony. It, it just gets really, really muddy. And then you've got this whole other universe where they've released projects under the Sony-Marvel you know, umbrella, Yeah, you know, like such as Morbius. And we've seen trailers for Kraven the Hunter. They've done two Venom movies. Supposedly, they're doing a third one. Um, and then... There's other projects. Uh, recently, a trailer dropped for Madam Web, which is supposed to come out this year at some point. I don't know when it's coming out, but it looks really good. I don't know anything about it, um, but it just looks like a good movie. Um, and then you you talk about this whole idea of, like, the Sony-verse being kind of leapt into the Marvel-verse. And I don't know if you sent me something or I read something, but, like, offline we were sending each other something, and it was, like, this article that said – supposedly Marvel's just going to accumulate all the Sony stuff. I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. Like personally, I think that the Sony verse stuff is a little bit darker than what the Marvel stuff has been. And I think, yeah. you know, they're, 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 kind of testing the waters. Like for example, you know, echo, um, is the first, the first rated R. project. Yeah. TVMA rated R series. Um, Deadpool, I'm sure is going to get a rated R. Um, yeah, it already has it. Okay. Yeah. So like, Deadpool 3 is going to have a rated R. So, like, I think that it's not going to be that big of a deal when they kind of, like, accrue the, the Sony-verse. Because, like, let's just be honest, right? Like, when you throw, let's just say the Tom Holland trilogy, Far From Home, No Way Home, and Homecoming, uh, up against, let's just say, Kraven the Hunter, what we've seen in the trailer, Venom, and Morbius, for example. They're very different and in, in reference to like how their films, what they look like, the brutality, the, 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 violence within the movies, the characters themselves are also
0: very, very violent. The tone. Yes. Just the tone I mean. of the film. Yeah.
1: And so, um, it's, I think it'll be a good thing. Cause it'll, it'll give, if it's like a crude, let's just say by the Tom Holland, uh, let's just call it an anthology at this point. Cause he's supposedly supposed to do six Spider-Man films. Like, if they accrued that stuff, great. It gives them a new, you know, like you said, tone. Tone was a good word for it. Um, it it gives them a brand new outlook on, you know, villains to pick from and storylines to write and the way they, they film it and shoot it and stuff. So it could be they could go in a completely different direction with the Tom Holland Spider-Man being very, very dark, whereas the first three were solid films, but they weren't like violent they weren't dark and and you know as well as i do in some of the comic books and and the writing of spider-man some of those characters are very very brutal and very very violent yes they are so uh what, what are your thoughts on on this whole idea of the sony verse and i didn't even talk about miles morales but we can get that a little bit
0: yeah so i'm struggling with this idea because the reality is what happens if this is the segue for them to buy spider-man what if this? What if this is really just some big rumor that's going down that way because they heard rumors that Spider-Man, the whole ser- like the whole character development, all of Marvel, is getting bought out. I mean, it's been on the table for a few years. Of hey, we want six. I think it was six billion, um, four to six billion for just the Spider-Man franchise.
1: Which is insane. When you think. Oh about yeah, because
0: well, do you know how much they bought uh, Marvel for? I think it was like five billion. Four billion. Yeah. They want two billion
1: more with a B more than what they paid for the entire Marvel
0: for the entire. Yeah. For everything that they've got so far, it would be more than that. And I'm not, I'm not going to include Fox characters in that for the sole purpose that they were bought in a Fox merger. So like they're getting avatar that like they're getting a bunch more. So I can't really say, Oh, Hey, like all of Marvel, but like for everything that's been pushed out so far, that's where they're at. And I'm like, mmm, this is a this is a tricky, tricky thing. And I just I'm excited because, you know, Craven the Hunter could show up. Now I don't like the idea of Aaron Taylor Johnson being the Craven moving forward solely because he was Quicksilver. I don't think you should you should be coming back to play a big character in two different spots. Like um the girl who played Cersei was in Captain Marvel but you didn't even recognize her. Like, mm-hmm. unless you're a massive fan and I like, I've gone back and I've watched both of them and couldn't even tell you it was them. And so that's a little bit different, but when you're like getting, cause they were talking about for Dr. Doom, getting the guy who played the villain in Dr. Strange. And I'm like, yeah, mm, yeah, no, yeah. You, you need, you need to do recastings. You need to, you need to have some fresh grounds and you need to, you need to redo. And, and honestly, I don't like the way that venom is shown um, in the Sony version, like I feel like it's just way too dark, and I don't think that Morbius would fit real well in the MCU. Well, at this, until like, at this moment in time,
1: yeah, I, I go. I think I agree with that, but, but like I also think that too. Like they tease the waters a little bit, right? With with Tom Hardy, and he sh- he showed up at um, what was the end of Eternals. What was it the post credit scene for Eternals where he's uh, sitting in no, a bar in Mexico? It,
0: that was in No Way Home.
1: I'm sorry. It was no way home. Why did I say Eternals? Um, the it said
0: Cersei from the yes. Eternals.
1: Yeah, that's probably why. Um, no, but like at the end of No Way Home, you just see him at a bar in Mexico, and then you see the venom kind of drop on the on the bar, and that was it. But also, you see, you know, at the end of Spider-Man: Homecoming, which we just watched over the weekend, which oh, it's still such a good film. So good. Um, Michael Keaton is just the golden boy and anything, he anything he works
0: in any project he works on. He's just awesome. Side tangent real quick. Have you watched the founder with him? I have not. Oh my gosh. Absolute gold. You need to sit down and watch that for all of you out there. It's it's the way that they found McDonald's and how they like built McDonald's from what it originally was into a full chain. He plays a perfect, perfect character. Oh my gosh. Like he's terrifying. And so definitely encourage you to watch that. But Michael Keaton, all the love from us. So, yeah. So
1: like you see Michael Keaton as Vulture in Spider-Man Homecoming, but at the end of Morbius, you see him in a post-credit scene dabble in the Sony verse. And like, we've not had any sort of like, okay, this is, you know, how this is connected other than, you know, he shows up in in Morbius and it's like, okay. And like, you know, it's a good thing because like you were talking about, you know, when Phase 4, you know, we had a lot of good stuff. Not so good stuff, but like they did a good job of not always killing the villains. And you talk about that all the time. So, you know, at the end of Homecoming, you know that that he's still alive, Vulture, Michael Keaton's character is still alive, and he's in prison. Now, Yeah, he just shows up at the end of Morbius and that's it. I think, too, that the difference is with the Sony-verse, it's not we've talked about this too, but it's not as connected by project like the MCU is. So like, correct. Why did they, why did they connect Morbius to Vulture? Why did they bring Venom into No Way Home? I know Venom's, a, you know, like I know the obvious answer that they're part of the Spider-Man universe, but with the two things that we're talking about, Sonyverse
0: versus MCU, like, like, why did they do those things? Do you know why they did those things? I think the purpose that they brought those characters in the way that they did is just because they're going for like last ditch efforts to try and make themselves even close to Marvel. Like it's like Marvel adjacent kind of thing. Like, hey, but, we're not.
1: Really- I think I think the thing that makes those films so unique and interesting is that they're not connected, but you know that they're yes. part of Spider-Man's story.
0: Yeah i I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea why they do it the way that they do. Um, I personally, I know I get a lot of grief um, for for this film, but I really enjoyed Morbius. Mm-hmm. Because it was, you brought in anthology characters and did not have to bring in Spider-Man. Like, you set it up very, very well. Because Morbius is a character that kind of can go both ways. Um, you can have him do some hero work. You can have him do some villainy work. You can, like, he does the the wrong things for the right reasons kind of Kind of like the the Mister Freeze kind of character, like hey, or Black like, Adam. Yeah, like they they have a, a drive because they're wanting to do what's right, but they're willing to do whatever it takes to do what they think is right, mm-hmm. um, even if they're misguided. And I, I very much like the character of of uh, Morbius, and so just having him there, I think that's awesome. And I loved his movie. I very much enjoyed it. I've watched it a few times since it came out. And I know I get a lot of grief for that one, but I very, very much enjoy that character. I think that they just handled it very well. And like, especially with it being Jared Leto, um, he's gotten a lot of grief of uh, being like cult leader, things like that. I'm like, you know what? I don't really care. For For me, it's not about supporting their lifestyle. It's about supporting the fact that I'm enjoying a good story that's being told. Um, and I, I thought that Morbius was a good story personally. Uh, it makes me laugh that every single time we get an origin, though, it's typically like the same size of one coin. Like it's just the good or bad. So like both the hero and the villain were both vampires. But I'm like, it would have been cool if like Morbius was in Blade, and so like you have those two going at it. Like that would be a really really cool thing uh, moving forward. And I hope that we see that happen. But who knows? We'll we'll find out.
1: Well, and two like the Venom story, like Tom Hardy's, they've done two projects. They're going to do another one. I've not seen any of those, but like,
0: you know, another another two sides of the same coin because he faces a symbiote in the first, and then Carnage is another symbiote in the second. In the second, yeah, so, yeah.
1: But, yeah, and that's basically the story. But like, if you watch the uh, the Tobey Maguire trilogy, you know Venom's in the third movie, yeah, and it's they tell that story completely differently. Yes, it's a symbiote, and yes, it comes to Earth, then it invades Spider Man. And then you yes. know it takes over Spider Man and then it takes over Toffer Grayson's character, which um Brock, um Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock. And, you know, I thought it was an okay story and it was an easy way to 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 um introduce Venom in the Toby McGuire Spider Man trilogy. But like I think the best scene in that whole movie is when he's he's getting the Dancing. venom off of him. No, when he's oh. getting the venom <laughs> off of him and he's he's in that church uh, bell tower. Oh, with the bell. Oh yeah. yeah. And getting the you know he he figured out figures out the vibration
0: as a way to get that off of him, and so um, we we give that movie a lot of crap because of the dance scene and <clears throat> and whatnot, but I think that there are some things that are very much slept on in that film. There that yeah. film is I I think it's a good film. It's not a great film, but I would argue it's a good film.
1: Yeah, and so like I, you know, with this this Venom the Tom Hardy version of Venom, you know he's supposedly getting a third movie. You know, you've watched them. Did they have the same cast in each of them? Or did they bring people back?
0: Uh, yeah, they, they brought people back between the first and the second. The real the real big thing in the first and second Venom films was you basically just had to have three, four main characters that you had to, to bring back. Um, so the first one being Tom Hardy uh, as, as Eddie Brock. You needed the voice of Venom, which, I mean, you could change the voice a little bit as long as you have like that deep kind of voice that they went for. Uh, his love interest was the same. And then uh, Mrs. Chen, uh, she was the same. Um, and then they, they brought Woody Harrelson into the film in the first one as like a teaser for the second film. And they brought him back as the main villain in the second, which was good. Gotcha. I need to watch this, but like, I guess
1: back to the, the main point of all this, like it- We've talked about even with the multiverse concept, and even you know with 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 rumors of what Marvel's going to do post King the you know King the Conqueror, as far as big bads and stuff are concerned. Like, you know, do we get this like big flashpoint where boom everybody's in? You know, sort of like they did with No Way Home when they just brought you know the villains and the different Spider man back from the different universes. How do they do that with Tom Holland? Or they just make Spider Man four and they just include? Morbius and Craven, and uh, not even doing a Sinister Six, but like incorporating some of these characters in that moving forward.
0: I think you don't, I don't think you wait or I don't think you do it in Spider-Man four to be completely honest. I think what you do is you lay the groundwork to do friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and then do secret wars and then do Spider-Man five. And that's where you bring these characters in because with secret wars, you could bring in all the Sony characters yeah. Because it's it's this conglomerate, and then let them—they don't even have to have a whole lot of screen time. Just make sure that like people are aware. Hey, the symbiotes are on our planet. Hey, the this and this and this are on Battle World, and then they all end up back on Earth six one six once it's all over. Because then you have the way that Venom got brought over officially, so that you could do Black Suit Spider Man and a symbiote. Like you, you don't have to to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to recreate stories. You can. You can bring Tom Hardy in as your as your venom, which I think would be cool. <laughs> and it would be cool to see where he gets upset with Spider-Man. And then he kind of like starts to lose it and becomes more of a, a villain. Um, because I also kind of want to see them bring back um what's his name? Uh his his bully in the No Way Home, Far From Home and Homecoming series. Uh uh Flash Thompson. Uh, yeah. Flash goes into the military in the comics and then loses his legs and a symbiote gets on him and turns him into Agent Venom which I think would be really really cool cuz it's kind of like a Punisher and Venom mor- morphed together kind of character. Um I think I think Agent Venom would be stellar. So, so who, that's that's a so, thought.
1: So Spider-Man 4 Friendly Neighborhood of Spider-Man you know kind of where we left off with No Way Home where do you Who's the villain in Spider-Man 4? Who would you like to see as villain, the villain
0: in oh, Spider-Man King, 4? Oh, Kingpin and – so so I have a thought on this. I think this would just be phenomenal. I think what you do is you bring in Kingpin and Mr. Negative and have a turf war. And Spider-Man is in between on the turf war. And the way that you start doing it is that Mr. Negative and Spider-Man are at the, at the beginning. And then uh, he comes in and he's stopping Mr. Negative and all this. And then Kingpin – just shows up out of the blue and kind of, like, says, hey, I got a deal for you, Mr. Negative, and Negative's like, yeah, screw you, F off kind of thing, like a, just, like, shoves him away, and then it starts a turf war between the two instead of creating, because, like, I think it'd be cool if they set up Kingpin to do this whole I'm taking over New York City, and they turn him into Mayor Fisk. Um, I think that would just be an amazing storyline to go with, and if well, you, can you can set it up Go No,
1: I was just going to say, like, you know, they're already planting seeds for Young Avengers. They're already, you know, you already got Miss Marvel. You've got Kate Bishop. You've got, like, some of the stuff going on in New York already, you know, after Hawkeye. You've got Echo that's going to happen, you know, Daredevil Born Again. And supposedly Tom Holland's supposed to show up, right? And some of the Daredevil stuff.
0: That's what I heard. So, like, you know, very easily could set up Kingpin oh very very easy and if you start setting up kingpin which and this this is something else i heard i heard they're not going to do big phases the way that they used to i heard that there's a rumor right now about them going in and setting up like a street level phase and an intergalactic phase and a multiverse phase so like there's three phases happening at once but it's all going to depend on which story you're wanting to follow so like for us here on nerd talk we're going to follow all of them um but for like your casual viewers, maybe someone's just like, dude, I don't care about any of the other characters except for Spider-Man. Like your father-in-law. He loves to just pick and choose, and there are people out there that like that. And so they can walk in and say, hey, I just want to follow this character. And that's the cool thing. You can pick a character and just follow their story. You don't have to watch the else.
1: Which is ironic because my uh, father-in-law is not a huge Spider-Man fan. <laughs> and we're talking about
0: Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um. But I, I think if you were to sit back and, and really plan it out, you could make Kingpin your street-level Thanos. Yes. Oh, heck yeah. And, and honestly, I'm more scared of Kingpin than I am of Thanos. Yeah. Like, the way that Kingpin was put together in the Netflix universe, if they go down that route, we're in for a world of hurt. Like, well,
1: Especially with the slow burn and the methodical nature of his character. Just, oh my gosh, would, yeah. It just makes sense. And even what we saw of him in Hawkeye just what little we saw with him in Hawkeye. Um, I remember you call him, you're just losing your mind because you're like, Kingpin's
0: in Hawkeye. <laughs> like, <laughs> you hadn't even got to that episode yet. Yeah. Like, dude, you ruined it. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. Like, I don't even know if I said Kingpin's in Hawkeye. I think I said, dude, just wait until the end of the episode. And you're like, you suck. <laughs> well, you did the same thing with Daredevil showing
1: up in Haw- or uh, in She-Hulk. So
0: <laughs> maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's well, what it was. I, no, I you did both. I Hawkeye. think but
1: oh. it's fun. You have a
0: It's it's so much fun seeing your favorite characters show up and and it's so much fun that especially for me like a guy who typically has problems keeping in secrets when it's so exciting. Like I just oh man to see Daredevil show up in Spider-Man and then for him to show back up in She-Hulk and for these characters to to kind of morph around and be all over like I absolutely love it. So so I,
1: kind of not switching gears but staying in kind of the lane of the, the whole Sony-verse, you know, let's talk about characters that we've we've not seen yet and how we're going to, you know, not like we're doing it, but how Marvel will do it moving forward if that's what they, in fact, they are doing. Um, you know, like, talk about Kraven the Hunter and Madam Web and how, like, how are we going to, you know, they're going to get their own projects, obviously, but then how, is it this kind of the same deal with, like, the Secret Wars conversation and they just show up post- that or are they just going to be like one-off movies and they're going to be Sony verse and we'll just leave it at that. And we're only going to be selective in the certain characters that we bring over to
0: TMCU. I think Madam web. I, one, I think it's going to be a waste of a film. I'm going to, I'm going to predict it right now.
1: Really? I think it's going to be underrated.
0: I think it's personally, I'm, I have no high hopes at all for it. And here's my, my only reason I say that Madam web is not young. Like in anything I've ever seen her in, she's always this old woman sitting on a throne, spinning webs, making sure that things happen as they should, and is kind of set outside of time. She has a few extra powers that I haven't seen in the previews, and I'm like, ah, you're you're going down this route, and I just don't feel like it needs. And to she's be younger super- though,
1: right? In the movie, yeah,
0: yeah out, In the she's movie, she's be- she- yeah. It's
1: the girl that's, that's in the- Fifty Shades of Grey and Peanut Butter Falcon. What's her
0: name? Um. Begin to tell you, I, I got it. Um, Adam Webb, Sydney Sweeney, Sydney Sweeney. So yeah, so I just I don't really think that you should have. Just been, kidding. Honestly. Dakota Johnson is Dakota is Johnson. Oh, Sydney Sweeney's in there. She's yeah, in she one was, of the. Yeah, she's one of the. So ahead, so D- Dakota Johnson. Honestly, if I were to recast this. And just to to make Madame Web be the one that that's running the show, Helen Mirren—that is who I would have put as as Madame Web. Because if you if you Google real quick, Madame Web from the nineteen nineties Spider Man series, that is the one that I am most familiar with of her character. She's like this old gray haired woman who's sitting in a chair. She's got this nice red black dress and like she's got goggles. And I think Helen Mirren would have been an amazing choice because she could have walked through and been, especially if you're going to be merging universes, I think that would have been the character to do some, uh, to have the mentoring role. Cause I feel like everybody in the and the MCU is going to end up mentoring Spider-Man in all of his films. I don't think he's ever going to have a full solo. I think he's I, always going to have some type of mirror mentoring. Which, is, which from, is sad because Tom Holland's such a good. Oh, he's phenomenal. And, and I don't mind having him do team-ups. I don't have a problem if he does like a buddy film. Like if him Ant-Man and and Daredevil and Deadpool all got together and did a team red film, like I'd be okay with that. But the problem really comes down to is he's not just a kid anymore. He's gone through had his origins. I'm okay with him not having to have a mentor. But I feel like they're just they're stuck in a rut with it. Yeah. Or in this film they're stuck in a rut with it. Because stuck in a web, <laughs> but but no, I I think it's I think it'll be okay. Um, with Craven, the way I think I would want to see this be played out, that trailer honestly, looks really good, by the way. Oh, I'm stoked for it, and I was so sad that it, it didn't get dropped in 23. Got uh, yeah. I think what I'm what I would love to see is Craven get his own film, show up in in uh secret wars just to to have the the merge nod have him show up in like Spider-Man 5, Spider-Man 6 and then if they did a Spider-Man 7, Do Craven's Last Hunt. And I think that would be awesome. I think that would just be
1: for a lot with uh <laughs> with, Oh, I know. With
0: 7 spider Spider-Mans. <laughs> Listen, I'm okay if they just do a trilogy of trilogies. You've got your high school years, your college years, and then your young adult years.
1: College is kind of young adult. Well, <laughs> like 20s, 30s. Yeah, I know what you mean, though. Um, it looks like um Webb
0: comes out Valentine's Day this year. So, 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 looks like by the time that we drop this, that'll be the following weekend.
1: Yeah. So And then Craven is slated for August 30th of this year. Can't come
0: soon enough. I'm stoked for
1: that film. So kind of another conversation. Um, We saw kind of an example of this in Dr. Strange multiverse of madness when him and America Chavez is, they're kind of floating between the universes. Okay. Multiverses. And you see a a moment where they're in one of the universes and it's animated. Yeah. And so what I'm kind of getting at is that, you know, we've, we've seen these miles Morales spider verse movies, which have been just works of art. Both of them.
0: Um, Yes. And there's, and there's
1: a third one coming out and there's a
0: third on the way.
1: Yep. And how do you like you, I think you told me and maybe, maybe it was Scott, that you guys, you guys were like, you've got to watch the spider verse movies. And so I watched the first one, and I'm like, man, they told more in Spider-Man, you know, the very first Spider-Verse movie. Into the Spider-Verse, yeah. Into the Spider-Verse. They, they did more with multiverse. They did more with characters. They did more with villains. They did more with, like, you know, you see Kingpin in there. You see different versions of Spider-Man in there. Like, it's just this very, very well-told story. Plus, the animation is just amazing.
0: Stellar. Um, yeah. It, it so, was very innovative for, for the time frame that it came out. Didn't you
1: say it was, like, the same guy that has done, like, Bad Batch and stuff, the same guy that does the animation?
0: I don't remember off the top of my head. I don't remember. But like that, that's good too.
1: You know, the guy that does Bad Batch and Rebel, Clone Wars, all that stuff. So anyway, um, back to Miles Morales, like how do you, because this is such, you know, they're such good films. Like, and how do you even
0: bridge that or that you just leave it alone and leave it on its own? Which I would leave it by itself. I think that's that's the the simple answer here is I would leave it completely alone. Don't mess with it for the sole purpose that you don't want to ruin something that good. Like I'll be honest, there were not many films this year that surpassed across the Spider Verse. Yeah, like there there were not many projects at all that came close. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about it and I'm like, you know you what, mean the Flash didn't. no no (laughs) not even close not even michael keaton's batman could save uh, (laughs) save it couldn't unfortunately and here here's the reality micah movies that can do what across the spider-verse did into the spider-verse did like that that star wars episodes four five and six Like you don't necessarily need a one, two, and three. You don't need a seven, eight, nine. Lord knows you don't need a seven, eight, nine. Like you don't need to continue building. You need to tell a really good story and then let it be. And that's all you got to do. Don't don't touch it again. Just leave it as it is. Like just let it be its own thing. I personally feel that Into the Spider Verse was so good, and it took so long to get to across the Spider Verse that I kind of was sleeping on. On this idea of, oh, like, I need to go see Across the Spider-Verse. And I started seeing all the reviews, and I started seeing how good the the, the reviews were giving it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go see this opening night. And, like, I came up on the, the week that it happened that I finally saw, oh, hey, I need to go see this film. And I hopped in the theater, and I went and saw it, and I was, like, 100% worth it. Like, I'm so glad that I did that, because it was so, so good.
1: I watched it last week for the first time, and it was just blown away. Oh yeah um, and I think Scott took his son Peter and he Scott was just raving about it too and um I I am continued to be blown away with how amazing some of you know as we, you and I and Scott like we're all three different ages but like as we become young young men and you know adults um it's fascinating to me that like the animated stuff continues to just blow the the live action stuff out of the water here I am middle of my 30s And you and Will begged me to watch Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff like that. And it's
0: like, a bad, bad shit. What was funny, because I remember you were like, it's animated. Like, I'm not a cartoon guy. (laughs) Yeah. Like, the animated stuff, like, you don't want to sleep on that.
1: It continues to blow the live action out of the water. And so... Oh, yeah. I I could agree with what you're saying with with Miles Morales and just leaving the Spider-Verse alone. No pun intended. Just leave, you know, Miles Morales in his own little bubble and finish his trilogy
0: and leave it alone. So Exactly. Yep. Don't um, don't touch it. Just let it be because it's a good thing. It's it's solid work. Don't touch it. Don't ruin a good thing.
1: Absolutely. Um, Any other thoughts on this whole conversation about Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse and the Sony-Verse and the Marvel-Verse and the, uh, you know, I've even heard, too, we didn't even talk about it, but, like, the, the idea of the Secret Wars for supposedly getting Andrew Garfield again. We're also getting Toby Maguire again. But also, like, are they going to give them each another film? I've read numerous reports that Tobey Maguire could come back and do a Spider-Man 4. They're talking about doing Amazing Spider-Man 3 with Andrew Garfield. Like, And then, like, are those Marvel projects? Or are they their own individual projects? Are they Sony? Like, I guess it just at the end of the day, it just depends on who owns the rights at that point in time.
0: Yeah, i I think honestly, what it really comes down to is Spider Man is going to be a character until it is officially announced one way or the other. It is going to always be a is it is it in the the grand scheme of Marvel or not? Is it officially canon? Is it not? Um, I think that for Spider Man, with uh, with the the Spider-Man four and Spider amazing Spider-Man three. If those two movies come to fruition, like I really, really hope that Sony just kind of lets it be its own thing and that they make nods to the, the MCU. Like, you know, I wonder what, I wonder what Peter Two's doing right now. I wonder what Peter Three's doing right now. Like I, or man, I hope, I hope Peter one got it figured out. I hope that, that he's doing okay. Like, I hope they do something like that at the very least but also at the very most, like mm-hmm. I don't want anything more. I don't need an iron man to show up. I don't need a doctor strange to show up. I don't need any other kind of character to show up. I need them to have their own solo. I want it to feel like an early two thousands, early 2010s kind of film. I don't need it to be something over the moon, ecstatic and exciting. In the, the idea of sharing a universe, I want those characters to have their film. I want them to have their day and to be left alone. And that just, just, draw the line right there.
1: I mean, I agree with you hundred percent. The one thing I was thinking about as you were talking about that, Jordan, is that like, I think <laughs> that's what kind of wrap this episode up. Like it's how complicated is, is this with just one character Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Think about, think about the X-Men when they finally get there, what are they going to do? Like they've done 15 or 20 projects and it's like, you know, 21st You're you're not 21st century, 20th century Fox owned, the properties to X-Men and the people that played the certain people in the X-Men universe and now Marvel's accrued them and certain, you know, certain people are under contract still. And, you know, certain people as part of their contract are only the people that are going to play those characters. (laughs) And then you go on and on and on. You've got so many, you've got beast, you've got professor X, you've got Magneto, you've got, you've got to find the screen time
0: for all of these guys.
1: Well, not only the screen time, but like the conversation like you're having though with Spider-Man, right? Tom Holland having his own little world. Miles Morales having his own little world. Uh, Andrew Garfield and, and Toby Maguire all having their own. But they're all the same character, but just in different movies and projects. Yep. Fast forward to what I'm talking about with the X-Men. It's like, um, where do you even start? <laughs> There's just so many different characters. and um, Yeah. So, like, when I think of Professor X, I think of Patrick Stewart, right? But, like... It's, it's just, I think that they're doing okay with like handling these, these things. Um, And they've done a great job, like, you know, going back to Spider-Man as we wrap it up, like every one of those projects or characters that have played Spider-Man have done great. And like, there's just different things about them that make them great. The way they filmed them, the villains, the villains they played off of, you know, the era in which they were filmed on and on and on and you know it becomes I don't know not muddy but like it's exciting because like for example with No Way Home when they brought them all together they did a great job of bringing them together right and now like you said like I wonder if they're thinking of that person or thinking of that Spider-Man or thinking of this version you know across the multiverse which (laughs) I honestly think is a miss on the Marvel cinematic universe's part, especially in respect to the multiverse, like this Peter Parker sitting in this universe and what's he thinking about? Or, you know, he's thinking about another Peter Parker and it's like, I'm not seeing it to do it all the time,
0: but like, how can, you know, you can, how could one also, or two films just give that little bit of a nod of, man, I wonder how he's doing. Well, that, but like, just like
1: reminding folks that we're still, there's still a multiverse out there. Yeah. You know, like they did with multiverse and madness multiverse is in the title, of course, but the idea of, Oh, there's another universe out there or other universes, for example. So any other thoughts on Spider-Man as we, we wrap her up? I think, um, I think my heart is clear. I think we're good. So 9 Spider-Man movies
0: with Tom Holland. That's what we, oh, we decided. And that that's that's not including any appearances in anybody else's films or TV project and that's not including Avenger stuff that he does. So that is solo films. I'm good with it. Listen, that boy needs to rack up and be the most like have the most appearances as the same character. Beat out Tony Stark, beat out Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. I you know what? I want to see him beat out both of theirs combined. Tony Stank. Tony Stank. So, no, I think I think we're good. Okay? You got any other any other comments? Not at the moment. Okay. Well, Nerd Talk Nation, thank you so much for joining us on another fun episode. We had a blast talking about this, and we will catch you next time here on Nerd Talk.